It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. All right, welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. Today, we're joined by the one and only NFL insider for NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Ian, how are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing great. Give me your 20,000-foot view of the Giants before you showed up today and started talking to people and just the way you kind of thought about the team heading into the season. I mean, I think they're at a really good place. You know, last year was uh, a little bit of a revelation. You know, this team was... I don't know if you call it overachieved or how you sort of describe it, but that's what it felt like from the outside, a team that was, you know, not that that talented uh, depth-wise. I think some, you know, talent at some key spots, but like others, receivers, not so much, um, still fought their way into the playoffs and, you know, won a game. I mean, I thought it was really impressive. And this year, finally, with some continuity, um, you know, coaches stayed around. They added a bunch of talent. I think the receiver group should be a lot better. Um, sounds like this draft class is off to a really good start, uh, good start, kind of filling some key roles and contributing early. Um, I think they should be better, you know. And, and obviously, like, schedule gets a little tougher, all those things. you got to win some games in your division. Um, but from my view, just kind of from the outside, I think they're in a really good place. And what's your impression talking to people around the league, how they look at Joe Shane, how he's operated, and how they look at Brian Dable and how he's coaching this team? Well, you know, I think specifically about Joe Shane, you know, we learned a lot in the Saquon Barkley negotiations and the Daniel Jones negotiations, frankly. I mean, you had a GM who came in here and because of, you know, essentially what he inherited, he had a quarterback and a running back two deals that are extremely difficult to do up at the same time, only one franchise tag. How do you manage that? And they did a really smart deal with Daniel Jones that I think will benefit the quarterback, uh, but also put the team in a good place. Um, Figured out the Saquon deal when a lot of people have not. That that was a really, really sort of next level way to handle it. Um, You know, it's not perfect. Everyone, I think, wants the long-term deal. Obviously, the Giants offered a couple of them. Um, but it was a great conclusion uh, for now to a really challenging situation, and they did it in a really first-class way. Um, so, you know, I think people around the league saw that. Um, and then I think with Dayball specifically, you know, now he's a guy, not that it matters, but everybody likes him, you know. So I think when he started to really have some success last year, you could see, like, you know, it's weird. It was always weird to me that he – wasn't a head coach earlier and I never quite understood why except sometimes that's just the way it goes Um, but then he finally gets it and you know really puts his mark on this team and the kind of guy whose players really buy in he respects them as humans he reaches them all kind of individually Um, I think it's some good things happening here you mentioned Daniel Jones and the contract. I know a lot of people on the outside raise their eyebrows at the numbers, but you look at the Derek Carr contract, it's kind of in line with, with that level of contracts around the league, right? What do you think the league-wide impression is of Daniel? Obviously, he took a jump next year, and whether or not there's still room for him to continue to improve now that he's gotten the deal. Well, I think, first of all, as far as just his playing, um, he's probably going to benefit, not probably, he's definitely going to benefit from more talent. You know, he's still got Saquon. If he stays healthy, that's obviously helpful. But, you know, the receiver group last year was really rough, really rough. And this year, you know, you have, I think, a lot more a lot more weapons and a lot, you know, some new faces. Paris Campbell seems like he's made an impression. Sounds like Jalen Hyatt. Um, 
you know, from now it's hard for rookie receivers to come in and contri- contribute, but you know, will probably be the kind of guy who can take the top off. Um, you know, that I think he will benefit from that. Obviously, Waller, you know, really, really, really big, um, you know, big acquisition. I think that's really going to help. So, you know, it will allow Daniel Jones to play better, uh, even though he's played well, and I think really kind of like be more of the focal point a little bit. Um, as far as the contract, you know, that's what these guys make. That's literally just what they make. Um, when Joe Burrow gets done eventually, you know, I think this is right, that Daniel Jones will be the 13th highest-paid quarterback or something like that. That's probably right. Uh, and if he goes out and plays great and really, you know, merges into the kind of guy that, you know, he believes he is, then he'll make more, um, as he should. The John Settle Podcast is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giants fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? All right, Dean, you mentioned the NFC East, really tough division. Let's let's push the Eagles aside for a second because I think most people think they're probably one of the most talented teams in the league, definitely in the NFC. How much do you think the Giants have closed the gap with Dallas, who was kind of the team ahead of them last year? They haven't really beaten Dak Prescott since he came into the league. How much closer do you think they've kind of pulled to Dallas? I mean, one of the fun things is, like, we're going to find out real early. Um, I actually kind of... You know, the schedule release is such a big deal for us at the network, and then I kind of put it out of my mind. But I happened to look today, and I was like, ooh, yeah. Sunday night, like Giants-Cowboys. Like, that will be that will be awesome. We used to have that, like, every year for five or six straight years, and now it's back because the Giants are better. Oh, you're right. I kind of forgot about that, too. Seems like history, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, if you look at what they did in the offseason, I think the Giants, you know, probably got significantly better, even though they were already good. I think the Cowboys did too. They added Brandon Cooks. I was actually just out there for Cowboys camp. Giants probably did a little more. Um, their quarterback's a little more proven, I would say. Um, should be should be good and close. But obviously, look, if you're the Giants, like making the playoffs is awesome. Last year was awesome. Everything was good. But you got to win your got to win your division games. Um, and I would say for this team, that's probably a goal: is like come out, establish yourself in your division. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the next step of, like, where this team probably should go and I think needs to go. Let's talk around the league a little bit. You talked to a lot of coaches and GMs. What are some of the league trends that you think these front offices are keeping an eye on? I know a lot of people are talking about running back contract value, where offenses and defenses are heading. What are some of the large topics that you've found consistent training camp stop to training camp stop that a lot of people are talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, running back's obviously a big topic. Um, was a little bit of a topic here as well. Um, sure. And, you know, I think had had Saquon and his deal come together, had Josh Jacobs' deal come together, um, I think those the running back market would have been a little more set and a little more stable, and you would have had two deals that people could have built off of. Obviously, they did not. Um, and now you have, you know, Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, with his situation with the Colts. I mean, that's – so running backs are a big topic. Um, you know, other than that, I think it's really – you know, there's not a lot of trade talk this time of year. A little bit, but not a lot. Mostly it's like, what do we have? And I think that's what's so fun for me is I go to these different camps and it's like, well, how's your draft class? And they're like, we're learning. Like, you know, we're figuring it out because you draft these guys, you do all this work, and you have no idea what they're going to come in and be like. And that's always really fun. You know, like there's, 
you know, when a seventh round corner, like say for here, can, you know, probably be in a position where he maybe could earn some real playing time, like that's pretty cool. How much do you get from these teams? Yeah, we've seen it in the spring, but we haven't even put pads on yet. So I'm not going <laughs> to – we haven't made any judgments on anything until you actually start doing real stuff in practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, uh, the smart teams, and I think the Giants are one of them, always reserve judgment. You know, you don't need to be instant critics. You don't need to be instant evaluators. Like, let it all play out. And seeing them in pads is a great way to do it. That's why, like, I'm here today. Um, it's Tuesday. Um, I don't know when this will air, but Tuesday, I'm going to see the first practice in pads, and that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you just beat me to the punch. So if Dalvin Cook signs after I ask this question, I apologize ahead of time. But you, if he's a free agent, Ezekiel Elliott's still a free agent, how quickly do you think those things are going to move? Or are these veteran running backs like, eh, I just need a couple weeks of camp, and then I'll be good to go for the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think running back's kind of a different position. You make sure you're in shape. And, and, you know, getting to camp is important. I think, you know, it's like, like let's say, for Saquon, for instance, hadn't done that deal, you know, he might have um, – you know, he might have been someone who, you know, maybe he would have signed or come in right before the season. That's like, that's when you have hamstring injuries and ankle injuries and your body's not in shape. Like getting in for a couple weeks of camp and kind of knocking the rust off and getting in shape is important. So, like, you know, I will think, I do think you'll see some running back sign at some point fairly soon because now's when you probably need to get into camp and start practicing. Hey, Giant fans, love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named the 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker. As the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of The Huddle, Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Two more quickies. The Giants made two long-term commitments to Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas. With the cap going up around the league, that's still generally considered the smart thing to do, right? To get ahead of these contracts a little bit, to get them done before you have to? Always. Always, 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 always. I mean, if your own players especially, like, those are the ones you're probably not going to miss on. Like, And it sounds like, you know, we haven't had pads yet, but it sounds like Dexter Lawrence has continued to be a problem. Um, he is a very, very good player. Um and I think one thing that happens when you get a contract extension, and, and Andrew Thomas, awesome player, and I think is someone who's certainly only scratching the surface, so getting that done now I think helps. Um, but I think for Dexter Lawrence, you know, getting that contract extension, besides just making him really rich, it probably called attention to how good he is, and I think the public was probably like, oh, wow. Because like, unless you watch all the Giants games, like you don't see the defensive tackle. He is an awesome player, and I think that probably caused people to notice, as it should. But, um, yeah, certainly a smart thing to do. All right, Ian, final question. We've talked about some of the different markets for positions here. Running backs, the defensive tackle market really got set this offseason with Dexter Lawrence and Quinn Williams, those guys signing. Though Chris Jones might now reset that market depending on what happens with the Chiefs. Um, Andrew Thomas got signed. Laramie Tunsil signed an extension. Wide receivers are coming up, though. You know, Justin Jefferson's coming up. Jamar Chase is eventually coming up. Are we now going to see this the, the top of this wide receiver class start getting into the $30 million a year mark as the passing game and getting quarterbacks help becomes even more and more important? And frankly, are these big-time wide receivers even now going to get the free agency where if you want one of these guys, you got to trade for one or you got to draft one? Yeah, I think for, you know, receivers, you know, and there are some receivers who make – 30 per year, but it's not a real 30. It's more just money on the back end. I do think that's the next threshold. You know, if Justin Jefferson gets done, like, could he be the first $30 million receiver? Like, 
could. You know, I'm sure that's what he wants. Um, we'll see. Um, but I think that's kind of the next threshold. And, you know, these guys, there's just such a great group of awesome young receivers. Uh, you know, it used to be you could never contribute when you were a young receiver. Now we see it all the time. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I would say, um, you know, that's probably the next threshold. And we'll see, you know, if it's Jefferson or who's able to get there. Always hard at work. Always texting Ian Rappaport. Enjoy practice today, Ian. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being here. And enjoy the rest of your trip to camps. All right. Great hanging out, man. Take care. Thank you. That's Ian Rappaport, NFL insider for the NFL Network. And, folks, I'm going to give you a little dip inside the interview there. That was exactly what you want an Ian Rappaport interview to be. Do you know why? Well, we weren't on camera. It was just audio. But about four minutes in, he got a call, had to take it, stepped away. We picked up. Texting throughout, breaking news. He did tweet, I believe, one breaking news thing while we were doing it. And then about three minutes left, he got another phone call. Had to jump off and go. He is working all the time, man. He's got his, uh, you know, just getting things done, breaking news, and keeping his ear to the old uh, street to see what's happening. So really fun interview with Ian. We thank him for joining us uh, as he's here at camp here for NFL Network on Tuesday. This is airing on Wednesday. So, again, if any news breaks between uh, then and when this airs, you know why. Anyway, thanks for joining us on the Giants Little Podcast. That's all brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. We'll see you next time. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.